This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations at Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Smart TV. My name's David Butcher and my job is to watch all kinds of television for Radio Times. The idea of the podcast is that I pick out a few programmes that I really like. Somewhere in amongst them, there'll be something that you really like and you'll be glad you heard about because good TV is a beautiful thing. I can't promise you'll like everything here, but I'd be surprised if you didn't like something. In every episode, I also warn you about something to miss, which I reckon isn't worth your time. We'll come to that later. But first... There's plenty of exciting brand new stuff to talk about this week. There's some new series of old favourites as well. It's a busy week, so let's crack on. First off, I want to talk about a new drama on BBC One that's a bit special. I think it's a bit out of the ordinary, and it's written by, I think, one of the best TV writers out there. It's called Inside Man on BBC One on Monday, and it's written by Stephen Moffat, who was head writer and showrunner on Doctor Who for a while. And of course, he also wrote Sherlock and lots of other great things. I'll give you the premise of Inside Man, but it's one of those where the less I say about the plot, the better in a way. The premise is anyone can be a murderer. So the quote is, everyone is a murderer. You just have to meet the right person. And that's uh, according to this character played by Stanley Tucci, who's in prison on death row in America for murdering his wife. And this guy, his name's Jefferson Grief, is super smart. And while he waits on death row, he acts as a kind of genius detective because he used to be a criminologist. So people bring him cases to solve. And it's a bit like if Sherlock were on death row or if Hannibal Lecter was a normal human being. So you got him. That's Jefferson Grief. He's in America. Meanwhile, somewhere in England, there's a slightly irreverent vicar called Harry, played by David Tennant. And there's his teenage son and his son's maths tutor, played by Dolly Wells, and there's his wife, and there's this verger at the church who's a very troubled character. And I won't say what happens there, 
But Stephen Moffat is incredibly good at spinning out a plot that gets very dark quite quickly. There's also got lots of that sparky, witty dialogue that he does. But also, at the middle of it, you feel there's some... He's sort of trying to get at some quite interesting sort of moral questions. Are we all murderers? Could we all kill somebody? Are we all forgivable? What does atonement mean? Uh, That makes it sound heavy. It's anything but. And because it's Stephen Moffat, there are nice little puzzles in there and, and games. It's very clever. It's very dark. It's also very funny. And obviously... Stanley Tucci's fabulous Tenant is too. Dolly Wells is really good. She was Tenant's love of his life in Around the World in 80 Days, if you saw that. They had a great chemistry there, and they do again here. So it's a four-parter, starting on BBC One on Monday, then again next Tuesday, two episodes the following week, and on iPlayer, of course. Well worth a look. Okay, so now for a brand new comedy. And it comes from Daisy May Cooper, who is still best known for this country, which she wrote and starred in with her, with her brother Charlie. This is a new comedy, or sort of comedy, that she's written with her friend Celine Hisley about female friendship and parenthood and affairs. And it's sort of a thriller, sort of a comedy. And the thing is, it's one of those series where you start watching it and you really don't know where it's going, what's going to happen, what direction it's going to go in, which I always really like. It's called... Am I being unreasonable? And the first episode has been knocked on a week, so it starts on Friday, the day this podcast comes out, 23rd of September, on BBC One, uh, straight after Have I Got News For You. And the idea of it is, Daisy May Cooper plays this woman called Nick, who's married with a son, sort of eight or nine years old, called Ollie, and she doesn't have a great relationship with her husband, and in some ways she's a great mother, in other ways not so much. She's a bit of a slob, she drinks too much, and she meets a new mother in the neighbourhood called called Jen, played by Celine Hisley, the co-writer. And the two of them really hit it off and become mates. And then one drunken night, Nick tells Jen a really deep secret about something that happened to her earlier in her life. And it's a scene that we've sort of witnessed at the start of episode one. And it's the big trauma of her life. And it still has a big hold on her because she has to keep it a secret. What she doesn't notice is that Jen has recorded her talking about this on her phone. Anyway, there's a plot that unfolds from there. It's not the plotty element that makes it worth watching for me. What I loved about it is just the tone and the rhythms of the acting, which are really well done. The actor who plays her son, Ollie, is extraordinary. He has a physical disability. I think he's got some kind of dwarfism. The actor's name is Lenny Rush. He's totally believable. And it sort of feels like a lot of the things that this gets right, funnily enough the little sort of observational things about how couples interact and motherhood and the sort of the messiness of everyday life. They're the things that a show I'll be talking about later doesn't get right. Anyway, there's other elements to it. There's a missing cat. There's a cleaner who's a bit of a drama queen. There's some slapstick. There's a lot of fart gags. Uh, I haven't seen so many fart gags for a long time and they're very funny, but there's also a nice sort of slightly threatening vibe about it all. And Coincidentally, that's the kind of mix of things that the last thing Days May Cooper did, the Witchfinder was trying to achieve, and it didn't quite work in that, but for me it does in this. So it's called Am I Being Unreasonable? That's on Friday on BBC One, and then it'll all be on iPlayer. Am I Being Unreasonable is on just after Have I Got News For You, just before Have I Got News For You, the new series of Ghosts begins. It's become a real 
comedy hit this it's become a fixture in the schedules this is series four we're back at button house with alison and mike and the household of ghosts played by of course the group of actors we know from horrible histories and yonderland and stuff it's a lovely warm emotional ensemble comedy it's held together brilliantly i think by charlotte rich who's at the center of it but with lovely performances all through the cast. Matthew Bainton as the romantic poet, uh, Lawrence Rickard, I love him as Robin the Caveman, Jim Harrick as the Scoutmaster with an arrow through his neck. They're all great, everybody is. The new development for this series is that Mike and Alison have finally managed to get their gatehouse ready to rent out for guests to come and stay in. But the, all that does is sort of increase the pressure on them and the slightly textury relationship with the ghosts. And the thing about I think about Ghost is it has very funny moments. It's not as funny as it was when it started for me, but it's become more about just delivering a sense of niceness and warmth and sort of emotional lessons, really. You get the past and the present colliding, and it's lovely. It isn't always, as I say, it's not always that funny these days, but that doesn't seem to matter. It's just one of the most lovable shows on television. So that's Ghosts. It's back on Friday at 8.50 on BBC One. The timings are all a bit weird on Friday night because the Strictly Come Dancing launch show, which was meant to go out last Saturday, is on Friday. So big fanfare. It's the 20th series. There are new celebrities, 15 of them. So they'll meet their professional partners at the launch show. And then the following night, usually there's more of a gap, but the following night on Saturday, that'll be the first live show. And the whole fabulous thing is up and running again, going all the way through until pretty much Christmas. This year, there'll be a celebration of 100 years of the BBC as part of it. And there'll be Blackpool, of course, there'll be the results shows on Sundays, not in the first week, but in subsequent weeks. And It Takes Two, the Companions show, that'll be on weekdays on BBC Two. There's lots of it. And actually, the first live show is the best part of two and a half hours. It starts at 6.45, it ends at 10 past nine. So plenty of spangle and sparkle there. That's Strictly Come Dancing. The launch show is back on Friday and the first live show on Saturday. Now, a really odd one. I'm going to recommend this, even though I thought about making it my one to miss this week, because it's a bit of a mess and it, it doesn't really work. But... It is interesting for reasons that I'll come to in a bit. It's called This England on Sky Atlantic on Wednesday. And you may have seen the still pictures of Kenneth Branagh playing Boris Johnson. And that's the top line. Kenneth Branagh plays Boris Johnson. But the context of it is it's a six-part thing written and directed by Michael Winterbottom, who's done lots of other amazing things like The Trip with um, Steve Coogan, Rob Brydon, loads of other stuff. And here, he's kind of doing a drama and kind of a documentary and the way one newspaper put it on the cover, uh, they had this on their listing supplement and they had the cover line, prepare to relive the pandemic with this England, which, I mean, uh, it's hard to think of anything less appealing than reliving the pandemic. But that's sort of, that's what the idea is here. And it kind of mixes news footage from the time with scripted scenes. We see an actor playing Dominic Cummings at number 10 with his mad ideas and sacking people and so on. We see all the scientists and the hospitals and the government committees and, you know, as things are starting to go wrong at the start of 2020 and the news is coming in from China. And mixed in with that, we see Boris and Carrie, who have reached a sort of watershed in their relationship because she's pregnant. And this is at a point where 
Boris's divorce is going through and Britain's divorce with the EU is going through because Brexit's happening. So we keep jumping around between all these different storylines and chopping between reportage and real footage and drama. And it's slightly frustrating because it's not like a proper drama doc, but it's not like a really jaunty, satirical kind of thing, you know, like The Thick of It or Brexit, The Uncivil War, if you saw that. So it's all a bit unsatisfactory. But at the centre of it is the amazing performance by Kenneth Branagh as Boris Johnson, who is just wonderful. He's sort of constantly burbling <clears throat> about Icarus and the wine dark sea and quoting Shakespeare. And it's very believable. And also Ophelia Lovibond is very good as Carrie. And that, the two of them, is a fascinating little sort of human drama and their dynamic and the sort of battles with Dominic Cummings and so on. But just as you're getting into that, they cut away to another scene at Sage or whatever. And of course, the pandemic stuff is important and it's huge, but also it kind of feels like it's too soon for that. I'm not quite ready to relive the pandemic yet. It's it's too early. And it is quite grim. And for some people, it will bring back really awful memories of that period. If you're not one of those, if you can stomach it, there's good stuff in there. It's very well made. It's very expensively made. But for me, it's just caught between two stools. And one day, hopefully, someone will make a brilliant story of the rise and fall of Boris Johnson and Kent Branagh can play him again and he'll do so amazingly because he's he's very believable and very watchable. So with the whole he provides those, that's This England on Sky Atlantic on Wednesday. Watch it if you dare. Okay, so another drama that's pretty left field and and a bit hard going at times as well, actually, but worth it is Industry. It's the drama you may remember about young city traders. The first series was a couple of years ago on BBC Two and it's back now late at night on BBC One. It's BBC One 10.40 on Tuesday night. The first series didn't get very high ratings here, but it did sort of cause a stir and it became a bit of a cult thing. And particularly in America where it shows on HBO, it did very well there. And it's very good drama. It's very messy. It's very out there. I'm probably a bit jaded from all the stuff I've watched over the years watching industry still it makes me flinch slightly with the sheer amount of sex and drug taking and abuse and bullying and just the sort of decadence of the lifestyle of these city traders and the cruelty of it all it's kind of relentless but it's the first drama i've ever seen that really convinces you that it's captured what it might be like to work an investment bank in the city on a trading floor. And that's a really hard thing to do convincingly. But it sort of matters because the city's at the heart of so much and it's at the centre of the economy. And what goes on in those places, you never see it in documentaries. It'll never be on the news, but it affects everyone. And we don't really understand it. But probably the only people who do understand it are the people who work there. And the guys who write industry used to work there. They were bankers themselves, so they kind of know what they're talking about. And that doesn't mean it's an easy watch by any means. We got a lot of monstrous people doing horrible things. And the important thing to say is that it's not for everyone. Uh, and I'm quite surprised in where they've shifted it over to BBC One. Um, anyway, as the new series starts, the, the characters we follow, Harper and Yasmin, are back at work. The sex and drugs are in full flow, and they're still dealing with all the sexism and the kind of self-loathing and mental health problems. If I'm honest, 
from what I've seen so far, the second series isn't quite as sort of tight as the first. It takes a while to get going, but it is like nothing else on television. I've never seen a drama that goes to the places that industry goes. So series two starts Tuesday on BBC One at 10.40 or even later. It starts really late if you're in Scotland or Northern Ireland. You might have noticed that I haven't recommended any documentaries yet. And if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll know that I love a documentary. So let's put that right by mentioning a new series called, it's a long title, Sensationalists, The Bad Girls and Boys of British Art. That's on BBC Two on Tuesday. It's about the young British artists. So it's 25 years since the landmark sensation exhibition at the Royal Academy, which was just a complete watershed moment for for British art. And we kind of take it for granted now that we think of contemporary art as cool and people go to Tate Modern in droves. And this takes us back to a time in the 1980s when none of that was there. Tate Modern didn't exist. And contemporary art wasn't cool. It was very small beer for a few people in the odd gallery here and there. And there was a group of art students, mainly at a place called Goldsmith College. And the most sort of confident one of them was, of course, Damien Hirst. And we follow how they sort of completely mugged the whole culture and overturned the art world and made British art very cool and very expensive. Uh, and it's a fascinating story. And if you lived through it and you remember the sort of social change at the time, uh, it's really interesting and it feels kind of nostalgic. And if you didn't live through it, then it'll be a real education. So that's Sensationalists, The Bad Girls and Boys of British Art. That's on BBC Two on Tuesday. I've talked about a few slightly left-field kind of unconventional dramas. This next one is straight ahead, Sunday night, crime drama, two hours on ITV, but it's really good, really well made. It's about a Scottish detective sergeant called Karen Peary, and it's called Karen Peary. It's on Sunday at 8 on ITV. It's adapted from the Val McDermott novel, The Distant Echo, and the main character... Karen Peary, is put in charge of a new investigation into a cold case from 1996, which was the murder of a, a barmaid in St Andrews. And the original investigation was clearly pretty flawed, and it's now the subject of a true crime podcast that's kind of exposing those flaws. So... Karen gets to work and she's really good and she's not a tortured maverick or a loner and there's no great gimmick to her except that she's a woman in her 20s. Her one gimmick is she wears a sort of bum bag around her waist, that's her thing, and it's quite sweet. There's the tiniest hint every now and then of prime suspects about it just because it's a female detective in a very male-dominated police force. And she's frustrated by her superiors, like every cop ever. But all that is is really well written. It's written by Emma Kenny, who's an actress you might recognise, and she's in it too, in quite a sort of small role. There's three two-hour episodes, all on this one case. I haven't seen all three, but from what I have seen, it's worth sticking with. So that's Karen Peary on Sunday on ITV. Before I go, I've got to mention that one of my favourite series is back on Thursday. I've talked about this before on the podcast, actually. It's series 14 of The Wonderful Taskmaster on Channel 4. It's won BAFTAs. It's the silliest thing on television. It's always good. This time around on the panel, they've got Dara O'Brien. They've got Sarah Millican and various other people. Uh, They're all just doing the usual thing, doing crazy tasks set for them by Alex Horn. Greg Davis is presiding over the whole thing. They're all really on song. Taskmaster, the great, the one and only, is back on Thursday on Channel 4. 
Now, my one to miss this week, I'm afraid to say it's a new BBC Two comedy called Stuck. And I hate giving comedies a kicking because I know how hard it is to make comedies work and even just to get them commissioned. And this is Dylan Moran, who's a brilliant comedian. He's written it and he stars in it with the fabulous Morgana Robinson. And it's just a story about a couple who are in a bit of a rut and their relationship's gone stale. The sort of ingredients of it feel right and you want it to be funny, but it never quite happens. Uh, It's like when you sort of make a cake and all the ingredients are there and the temperature on the oven's right, but it just comes out wrong. And you also feel that the things that it's trying to capture about relationships, they're all done rather better in Am I Being Unreasonable, which I talked about earlier, or even actually in Marriage, the drama with Nicola Walker and Sean Bean, which is on iPlayer, although it's not a comedy. Anyway, I'd say, sadly, give Stuck a miss. I won't say when it's on because you don't need to watch it. That's all for this week. You may have spotted that everything I've talked about is on linear broadcast TV and I haven't given you any streaming options, which I'm sorry about that. It's a busy week on traditional TV because a lot of stuff, a lot of big stuff has been knocked on because of all the programming around the Queen's funeral. But I hope something there that I've talked about appeals to you and that you go on and you enjoy it and you tell all your friends to watch it as well. Spread the word. I'll be back again next Friday with more treats. Until then, bye for now and happy viewing. <laughs>